0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is a Monday rundown on a Monday. Sean and I jumped right in. We started off with the PGA and the Players' Championship, recapping that and giving our predictions for the Valspar coming up next week. Following that, we talked NFL. Um the Jets still have a little something to do. I'm not going to mention it, but aside from that, we talked the first couple of deals out of legal tampering, and then we talked NBA. Uh, tomorrow we will be back breaking down our brackets because March Madness starts on Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter at Sports and enjoy the pod.
1: going on everybody and welcome back into the sorry to interrupt podcast it is a Monday, which means we are here for a monday rundown tom we've been busy we're in the second of three consecutive days recording. how you doing sir
0: i'm doing all right how are you
1: doing great we got a uh, we got a bunch to recap i hope everybody enjoyed the selection show recap yesterday and tom get to get to work after this podcast because we, we got brackets tomorrow night
0: I know. I just filled one out with Michaela. She's in uh, Mike's Phillips, Mike Phillips bracket thing with us, Um, and I really liked her picks. I have to say, she has Duke winning it all, which I'm not a big fan of. She's
1: gonna win the whole goddamn thing. I'm calling it right now.
0: Right? It'll be crazy, but and and she wasn't gonna take. She was taking it serious. She wasn't gonna take UVM in an upset. And I was like, you gotta do it. I mean, if Rutgers made it, which they should have, she would have had to have taken both. But she did take UVM.
1: I can respect that, I mean, hey, crazier shits happened, right,
0: yeah, I mean, there are fifteen against the two, a one seed has lost, as we know.
1: there's been a couple of fifteen twos. what was it like there was I think ten like ten eleven years ago, there was like two 15s one in the same day,
0: yeah, no that was I remember that that was a crazy day.
1: it was like Norfolk State beat Missouri, and then somebody and then Lehigh beat Duke. look at that memory, huh.
0: Wow. Look at you. Look at you. Well, I let's with hope. CJ
1: McCollum led Lehigh.
0: Yes. Let's hope Let's hope some of that memory leads to some future results. Um it won't. Unlike that bank in Silicon Valley that crashed. Jeez.
1: Whoa. Bad yeah. stuff. I just listened to a podcast on that earlier. Pretty crazy shit.
0: Yeah. I just started probably the same podcast knowing that you're a big ringer guy. I'm guessing it was the higher learning one.
1: Plain English.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. Higher learning, plain English. Two different <laughs> ringer podcasts.
1: Two different two different ringer pods. We don't anyway, work for them, so into, that's we don't enough. work for them. Not yet. Not yet anyway. All right, let's get into this, Tom. Uh, we're gonna start by recapping um, the players' championship weekend. And the dominance of Scotty Scheffler continues. I mean, the run that this guy is on right now is, is pretty ridiculous. Uh, he wins shooting a minus seventeen. He reclaims the world number one ranking. He's a machine right now. I really don't know what else to say.
0: Yeah, it was tough to see John Rom go down. Um, He had some type of illness um, because he was playing decently well into the weekend. But this guy, man, um, he's just since about this time last year, a little bit earlier, he is just a winning machine. He has figured out how to win at a high level on the PGA Tour better than pretty much anybody else. Since he since he uh, got his first win, since dare I say it, him well, and Rom really.
1: You know we we've talked about the parody and the tour and how good the players are. The, tour's on the tour has never
0: been better, not even close. And that's that's without even the still number five player in the world, Cam Smith, not there, and a bunch of others gone to live. Can you imagine when some of those guys come back? I mean, you know, we talk about the era of Tiger, and it was just complete world domination and but now it's the era of talent
1: well i think that's what kind of makes scotty scheffler's current runs so fucking impressive is obviously it's not like tiger there will never be another run that like tiger went on but i mean he's scotty scheffler is doing this in a clinical way i mean what i find amazing and and maybe this matters maybe it doesn't but just an acknowledgement i made while watching some of the tournament this weekend He's not even breaking a sweat. It's 90 degrees in Florida, and he's he's, just going to the tee, hitting a perfect shot, walking around. I mean, he had that long delay after 16 yesterday, which was like everybody was just crashing and burning. He just steps to 17 and and bangs a perfect shot.
0: Yep, just get it on the green at that point, baby. Um, Yeah, I mean, this venue is awesome. Uh, It's a course that I would never – maybe I'd play once, I'd pay the $400 if I'm affluent enough to drop $400 on my own round, Uh, but that's not a course I want to play every day. It looks just brutal every single hole. Um, But, yeah, he's just surgical, and he just seems like, and you saw the episode in um, full swing, he just seems like such a nice guy, but he really is an assassin. And, by the way, did you finish it yet?
1: <laughs> if we recorded this later on tonight, I actually would have. I would have had it queued up, but I didn't have enough time from when I got out of work. And yeah, gotta give no, you I get credit, it. This whole weekend was college basketball and watching the players. Yeah, I think no. I would prefer that I watch the players over episode no, seven. No, you're
0: doing that. a killer job. You really are. And it's just, it's motivating me more to, to really root hard for my USC Trojans this year in, in uh, college football.
1: I love it. Hey, if, if, if anything I can do to make you better and vice versa, we're, we're just expanding our horizons here. But, no, I mean, I, I not to hockey. the tournament. Not to hockey. We'll let Frenchie, even though I do watch come playoff time, I, I do enjoy a little bit of playoff hockey, but that's not coming to the pod. Not the point. I just really enjoy watching Scheffler. He, he seems so dialed in, and when you have a player that quiet and that confident you know he he doesn't do anything in my opinion extraordinary. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean he obviously drives the ball super well. His putting is is His putting surgical, is pretty use that word. It's perfect extraordinary.
0: I mean he does everything great. You know you don't uh, I I feel like you know you're not saying it as a diss, and I'm not dissing it either. But I, I see where you're you're coming from. I don't know. I mean, the the fact that he hits the ball so well with his swing is crazy to me because, you know, golf is uh, so much about, you know, staying staying on plane and whatnot, and, and obviously you've seen his swing, and it's just for him to swing that right leg around and still hit the ball in the middle of the face is crazy.
1: Every time it feels like, every single time. And when he does have a bad shot, he just is able to pivot so quickly. I feel like he has every single... He has every club in his bag, and he knows exactly what to do and how to hit every single one of them.
0: Well, you know what? That may be his extraordinary talent is the fact that sure. him, more than any other golfer right now, even maybe more than Tiger, because you saw Tiger show emotion, and sometimes it's it was very rare, but it would kind of stockpile on him. It's just like... Oh, you know, I hit one into the rough or I hit one even OB. It's just like, okay, next shot, I'm just going to plot along here and it's it's like he just erases it from the memory bank.
1: Yeah, it's it's like he's completely unfazed by both the the absolutely perfect shots he hits. It's not let me celebrate that and and try to ride that wave. It's it's simply as as just precise as i'm moving on to the next one
0: that's the next thing i need on the tv screen in the corner because they have to put this playing through thing in i need a whoop i need a whoop tracker i need to know <laughs> how much i need to know what his heart rate is because it's probably so low it, i probably have a higher heart rate going up the stairs when i get home every day
1: <laughs> i don't doubt that uh um, oh thanks yeah hey listen man it is what it is um <laughs> he, he's
0: the- you're fat it is what it is
1: <laughs> More so a compliment to him than a diss to you. It's just seriously, I don't think he he doesn't have he doesn't have any aspect of his personality that looks like he would ever lose control on the golf course.
0: No i I don't get it. I don't get how some pe- some people are just built different, man. Truly.
1: I mean, and and it's it certainly serves him well. Yes. Because it's such a game, and there's this a course like this, like you said, I mean, things could change. We saw it all weekend. Guys that were killing the ball and having all the success, um, you know, all of a sudden just were running into complete and utter shit shows, and he's just, you know, moving along.
0: Yep. When you roll around to 16 and 17, you know, it can crush you.
1: So he reclaims number one. Do you think he's gonna stay in this spot for a while? Do you have any reason to think that he might that he's gonna surrender this anytime soon?
0: No, I don't. I mean he he because John Rahm WD'd from this tournament, he lost a lot of points because if he finished in the top twenty, I think he would have been right on his heels. But now he's a lot of points behind him and, and Rory missing the cut. We both had him in our in our foursome. That hurts him as well. I think Scotty's gonna grab this by the reins and he might carry it on through the rest of the year the way he's playing.
1: Early on, obviously, this is not going to be held against you. Would he be an early Masters pick for you right now?
0: Back-to-back, huh? Yeah, I mean, of course. How could you not? How could you not add him to your foursome? The way he's playing and also winning it last year, I mean, it's just a perfect combination. I'm sure he'll find his way into at least one, if not two, of our foursomes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at tournaments right now, it's like I'm just— he's the first name I'm looking at, and obviously it makes sense, right?
0: No doubt about it. All right, you ready to do the recap of last week?
1: Prior to that, let me just get your thoughts on the second and third place here. Tyrell Hatton finishes at minus 12 at second, and Victor Hovland and Tom Bogey finish at minus 10. What do you think of their rounds?
0: I mean, you know you know how I feel about Hovland. It, I have a hard time picking him. And I think when he wins the big one, because he will win a major, I'm going to miss it just because his short game is just so inconsistent. Excellent ball striker. He hits the ball a mile. And he'll have these weeks where his putter and his, his wedges are hot, but he's just not consistent with them at all. Hatton is coming around the mountain. I mean, he had a good finish at the AP as well, um, and he's starting to round into form, and I've always liked him. hes I mean, I don't know if you've seen any mic clips of him, but it's hilarious. He sounds like me out there, where if he hits a bad <laughs> shot, he's like, you fucking piece of shit. I love it. Well, I, I love that so much. He's British, right? Uh, he's from I somewhere say, over there.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's got that kind of humor where yeah. he's just... You know, cussing all over the course. I feel like I'm a.
0: I you know, the, my golf game might be an honorary European, honorary Brit minus the <laughs> teeth. Low blow there. Sorry.
1: Hey, listen, it's okay. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Go no. To spade I to spade Hatt, Hatton Hatton might be in one of my foursomes coming up soon. And Zalatoris, I mean, with the, he's still eighth in the in the world golf rankings. He's I know he's only won one or two tournaments, but he's so sneaky. Shoffley right there. I'm looking at the OWGR, and then obviously our boy Max is right there. Um, I mean, there's just so many good guys. It's crazy.
1: That was a hell of a shot Homa hit on Saturday. I want to hit it. Oh, talk about getting robbed. Off the, off the pin.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about getting robbed. And his swing is just tempo town. I could watch him swing all day. I could watch, like, him Jim Furyk, not Jim Furick, excuse me. He has a very odd swing. Um, Freddie Couples, excuse me. And a few other guys just swing all day. Obviously, my all-timer is Louis Eustace, and I said that I would give one of my... I almost gave up soy for him.
1: You almost did. Didn't quite make that plunge, but you were, you were contemplating it.
0: Yeah, I thought about it. But him, Ernie Els, I mean, the, the tempo that they have with their swing, it's just I want to take it and just put it in my gene pool so that my children can have that swing.
1: <laughs> you know, I love about Homa too, is he's not a huge guy. I mean, he's lean. He's he's pretty cut, but he, he hits the generates the absurd power in his swing.
0: Yeah, no, he does. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, it just golf is in such a good spot right now, especially with the schedule change. I'm giddy about it. I love every week. Um, I don't want to do it, but Sean, can we recap this past week?
1: Now we can. I'm going to let you do it.
0: All right. So you had – I mean, you blew me out this week. I didn't even do the math because I was just writing down the numbers and the average is just – it's going to look bad for me. I'll do it someday if you want me to, but I was in a rush to get on the pod. Um but you smoked me. Scotty, you had number one. Obviously, he won, so that's going to skew the data right there. Not to mention, great pick by you with Hideki finishing fifth. Um, Jason Day found his way into the cut line and found his way into the top 20 with a 19th place finish. The only stain on your record this week is a Rory uh, missing the cut, so he finished in 76th place with the rest of them. I took um, you down with me on that
1: pick, though. So you did, okay. yeah. We
0: canceled each other out on that. So I had Rory. Obviously, I said he missed the cut, seventy-six. I had John Rahm. I, I would if if this was close, I would have argued with you to pull him from my average altogether because he withdrew. But it doesn't even matter. I'm going to throw him in at seventy-six because he withdrew. I had Homa, so I did have a top ten finish, and then I had Justin Thomas at sixtieth, which. I mean, he basically missed the cut at that point. So we, you had day winning, I had Rory winning. Not a good look for me, but I feel like Rory's not a bad pick any week. Um, no, he just especially couldn't.
1: Especially coming off what he did at the AP, he was great.
0: Yeah, he just couldn't get the ball around. I mean, he, he was just making mistake after mistake this week. But we'll regroup. Um, this just wasn't Rory's week, and you can't say it wasn't Rory's course because he won back in 2019. It was just a bad week for him. Um, we are tied up in our season total at one. One point a pop. I re- I, for some reason, I thought you picked Scotty to win this week. No. But you didn't, thank God. So we are knotted up and on to the Valspar, which is another, um, I guess we'll call it for next year a non-elevated event. So some of the big names that you know, know well are not playing. But with that being said, Sean, you are the winner. Uh, let me click my pen here, and you can go ahead and give me your foursome. I'll let you go first with the win.
1: Appreciate that. I'll step up to the tee box here. So, with my foursome this week at the Valspar, Par, the last of the Florida events uh, before they make their way to the Dell here in Austin next weekend, I'm going to take Justin Rose. Hmm. I'm going to take Joel Damon, popular pick of mine, <laughs> second time in three weeks. I am going to take Justin Thomas. Okay. And I'm also and I'm also going to take Keegan Bradley.
0: You son of a bitch!
1: Are you serious?
0: I mean, I got to hold it down for the red storm.
1: There you go. All
0: right. Uh, Who's your designated winner for the week?
1: My designated winner is going to be Justin Rose.
0: I like that pick. He's really turned his golf game around over the last 18 months. All right. Let me give you my foursome. First pick. Um, One of the best guys to come on tour recently. Uh, The best amateur in the world. Ranked, played at Texas A&M. Uh, he's from somewhere in the Scandinavia area. Ludwig Aberg, hits the ball a mile, uh, finished well at the last tournament he played at. It might have been the Honda. Um, Keegan, as you mentioned before. Harry Higgs, um, he, needs, he needs to do well in one of these tournaments. He's fighting for his card. I'm just taking him here. I love the big guy uh, popping his top off. At uh, Phoenix last year, I, I this is more of a heart pick, which I shouldn't make. I wasn't doing this with football. I shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna do it. Harry Higgs and then Jordan Speeth. and I got Spieth nice. winning it.
1: He's been playing some great golf. He
0: has, and that's why that's it was between Spieth and Thomas for me, and Thomas is just not doing it for me right now. There's something up with his swing.
1: Well, you took him last week. I didn't feel as good about it, but even despite his struggles this week, I did see him. Hit a couple of really big time shots, and he looked like he was just fighting himself out there. I'd like to see him, you know, start a brand new tournament and and maybe get off to a better footing.
0: Okay, no, I respect the pick. It's a top ten player in the world. What can we say about that? Um, all right, that's PGA for you. Let's move on to the NFL. Um, nothing really to talk about here, honestly.
1: What in the hell is going on with your boy Aaron Rodgers?
0: I don't know Michaela gave me a call during work and said Rodgers to the Jets uh she said Trey Wingo tweeted it out I mean I'm marrying an absolute gem she was like I got a she Trey really Wingo t- tweet here for you just to give it to you um Aaron Rodgers is all but done to the Jets and I'm like let's not let's not celebrate until you know Adam Schefter reports it and the Jets tweet something out and blah 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 Still, radio silence. I don't know what's going on, and now our backs are really against the wall because our super duper backup plan, Jimmy G, is signed with the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Yeah, um, Ian Rappaport's the other one right up there with Schefter. Who, if they don't report it,
0: yeah, uh, it's not. I mean, done. Wingo has a blue check, but I'm 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 not believing it until the Jets tweet something out.
1: Well, this is his first misstep. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like what Heyman did with Judge, where it was like. He's been right about everything in terms of Rodgers. He he nailed the timeline last summer with Rodgers. He nailed all of this stuff this offseason with Rodgers so far. It's, it's,
0: so, it's isn't it funny how a punter, former punt all pro punter, I'll give him that in the NFL, everything weighs on him. It's like, well, we gotta wait for him to go on McAfee's show.
1: Oh, I know it's hilarious. Like because Rodgers is the kind of guy who has to break, who would definitely break his news he'd like to lebron the lebron well he's got all the control
0: so he can do that of
1: course but But, at this point i mean honestly man i let me just ask you are you are you getting sick and tired of this are you getting pissed
0: i'm not getting pissed because i mean the only way i'll be pissed is if it doesn't get done that's all because then i'm gonna think yeah no it's I mean, I'm reading, you know, NBC Sports signs are indeed pointing Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. Uh, two hours ago, report Rodgers to Jets is done. All this, that's from fan nation, so I don't know how reputable they are. But regardless, they're all just aggregating what Trey Wingo said. I mean, I'm, I'll be pissed if he doesn't sign because then we miss out on some major free agents, not to mention two quarterbacks that could have really elevated our team to a playoff run.
1: Well, legal tampering it began five hours ago. And the fact that, you know, you're kind of handcuffed. Your Jets are not fully able to do what they want to do until they get a final resolution from Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And whether he wants to do this, I mean, we know he likes to make things all about him. He he was caught with Brandon Marshall this week at a, at a uh, flag football event, you know, charity event, saying, you know, I know a decision has to come soon. Stay tuned, blah, blah. He keeps doing all this shit, but it's like, man... You're, you're holding the franchise for hostage here. Yeah,
0: the only benefit of it is the fact that the Broncos are looking to have a fire sale at wide receivers so we can shore up that there. And then the positions that the Jets really need to shore up are, are still kind of out there. They they restructured Quincy Williams, and there's still a few other linemen and, and as well as linebackers that we really want, and that's all we're kind of looking at.
1: Well, you have a lot of cap space, and part of the reason was is to fit whatever the number ends up being for Rodgers has to fit. Well, in yeah, that I, was, cap.
0: I was reading that he's going to try and finesse it into a, an extra year or whatnot, whatever it takes at this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've gone this far down the road. All you need to do now is, is literally just pull into the driveway. Like, come on, let's get this fucking done. I like it's, that analogy. That's good. I appreciate that. It's just really frustrating, even from the outside looking in, because... You know, there's. If I were a Jet fan, I'd be really pissed. And not again. I wouldn't feel worried. I wouldn't feel concerned or nervous yet. But I would be saying, hey, you know, I want to celebrate this. I want to feel good about this. But of you're course, kind of taking some of the bloom off the rose here.
0: Oh no, no doubt about it. Of course, that's the truth. But I mean, this is this is what we're signing up for, right? It's kind of like the Kyrie Irving thing to the Nets. It's like this
1: is this is exactly. kind of what you're like signing that. up
0: for. You got to be prepped for this.
1: No, you, you do. You're, let me tell you something. If it's anything like Kyrie Irving, you're in for a real treat. Oh, God, uh, I hope not. But, yeah, you mentioned Quincy Williams. They re-signed him to a three-year $18 million deal. That's a great deal. He, obviously, he was an awesome player for you this past year, and he got rewarded.
0: Yep, Quinton's probably going to get his next year. His That's his brother, right? Yep. So he'll probably get his next year. The Jets have plenty of cap space, and they're making all the right moves. Just waiting on one thing, just one little thing to happen.
1: <laughs> a number 12 you know that's that's kind of what we're waiting on mm-hmm. all right we're gonna talk a lot around the league real fast the Giants re-signed Sterling Shepherd to a vet minimum deal as he rehabs his ACL I love that move obviously he gives them depth and leadership I love at the it too. wide receiver position such a and shame hey, of a
0: career because of injury
1: yeah I mean concussions Achilles ACL I mean you name it it's he's had up. it but he's a guy that I like you know he, he is a professional route runner. He he's sure-handed. He just isn't on the field much. But if you can get anything out of him this year, he's going to give you depth at that position that they'll need. And hey, it doesn't hurt the you know courting Odell Beckham, who is best friends with him, right? So you you, you keep that little caveat as well.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, one thing you don't have on our list here is Mike White is gone. He has gone to the Dolphins. Um, another reason why I think Rodgers is all just but we're sitting here waiting.
1: Yeah, he has $16 million for two years for the Dolphins.
0: I like that deal, especially with Tua, the situation surrounding him.
1: I think it's a really good deal for both sides. It was reported really early on that that was a potential destination for him. You got to excuse me around. I wrote a lot of this up like three hours ago. Oh, no, no, no.
0: That's we take care of each other here, bro. We know that we
1: do. Yeah. Well, I know you would have gotten that alert. So good job by you. Yep. We got some other big names on here that I wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to round up into our notes that we'll get to. But the Bears have been super busy. They are one of those teams. And then, Tom, going back to last week, we didn't really talk about it. But they traded the number one overall pick in the draft this year to the Panthers for the number nine overall pick, a 2023 second, a 2024 first, a 2025 second. And, oh, maybe a wide receiver you've heard of called DJ Moore, who's going to help out fields quite nicely.
0: Such a talented guy, thorn on my side because I had him in fantasy this year, but it wasn't his fault. The quarterback position was a joke in Carolina, hence why they're trading all this to get the number one overall pick. Uh, I just thought the DJ Moore throw-in was a lot, especially because don't you want to keep a weapon for C.J. Stroud?
1: Oh, I don't think it's going to be C.J. Stroud.
0: Who's it going to be?
1: I think it's going to be Richardson.
0: Mm, that's bold.
1: Well... Not as much if, as you think about it. So I don't know if you know, but the the Frank Reich is there as the new head coach, and they also have a lot of former quarterback gurus and offensive minds on that coaching staff. Uh, Jim Caldwell being one of those names, and some a report surfaced this weekend saying that they are absolutely Frank Reich in particular is in love with Anthony Richardson. So
0: okay. All right, well, I, I, I do like the move for both sides. The Bears the Bears fully committing to Justin Fields, which I like because he got the shit under the stick, and he still played amazing last year. I mean, the numbers that he put up were pretty insane, especially rushing-wise. I mean, he really couldn't do anything but rush, and he was still able to do that. Um, and, and the Panthers are going to be able to get themselves, hopefully, their future quarterback. Um, moving on to the next one, the Rams trade Jalen Ramsey. They're blowing it up. Um, to the Dolphins for a third-round pick this season, and Hunter Long, the Dolphins, man, I mean, listen, I hope that he stays healthy for the rest of his career, but they're really going all in on a guy who, I mean, I don't know, we already thought he should probably take a look at his future, but, I mean, Tua, it, it's just like, I don't know, man. They're really going all in on kind of a – they're doing like a, a high wire act here.
1: <laughs> they are. They're they're doing a lot like what the Rams did there for a few years, ironically yeah, but,
0: enough. But the Rams went out and got Matthew Stafford, who didn't have this massive his, recent history of concussions, not to mention the degenerative injury that Tua had before that. You know, that's my whole point is that they're doing this with – all their eggs basically unless you want to count Mike White but all their eggs in the Tua basket and it's like I mean one more hit on this guy you know and and it could all be over
1: well I think what they're looking at even though they'll never say it is they're building their roster in a way where they can win games because of their defense and because of their offense if you have a healthy Tua we've seen what that offense is from an explosive standpoint it's ridiculous. But Mike White, if he does have to step in for any significant amount of time, we've seen with the Jets, is very capable of managing Or now He has his own injury concerns. Or
0: is there a Lamar Jackson trade?
1: I don't see it. I don't either. I don't but I had to stir the pot. Can. Of course, and I appreciate that. I don't think they can. I, they have, like, no draft capital. I mean, they remember, they got penalized their pick uh, for the Brady tampering. They— traded their first to Denver last year to get uh Bradley Chubb and now they traded a third rounder. I it's mean, a good they're point. becoming they're they're kind of in that San Francisco territory. They've got yeah, like, nothing. It's
0: almost impossible for them to trade for Lamar because like you said, I mean, they lost their first round pick this year. Next year their pick is is Bradley Chubb. So they can't even do the deal. So I don't even know why I brought it up. That was stupid.
1: No, I mean, listen, it's it's hard to remember with a lot of these teams with how much they give up. I mean, it's it, it becomes so cyclical because yep. you look at a team like the Rams, they they traded pretty much all their picks within like a 17, 18 month span. It wasn't like oh here we go it's all done like in the NBA where all of a sudden one trade gives you five firsts. Like it, it takes time in the NFL if you're constantly tra- trying to acquire talent. Yeah. But I think now they are they are looking at it from the standpoint of if we have to win by you know. Blowing the top off the defense, we can do that. If we have to manage a game and win with our defense, we can do that, uh, which I respect. I mean, they they are completely going for it, and you gotta you gotta respect that. Whether it works or not, we'll see.
0: Yeah, you always have to respect that. All right, moving on to the next. We already talked about the Raiders signing Jimmy G. Um, I I mean, I guess they really were just done with Carr because I don't know. I mean, I know Jimmy G has more playoff success and whatnot, but I'm kind of feeling a little Spider-Man meme-ish here.
1: <laughs> what um, what do you think the ceiling is for this Raiders team? I mean, they do have a really loaded offense.
0: They do, but their defense is putrid. Um, and like I mentioned, uh, and I don't know if it was a Will Smith pod, but recently where they've, I mean, it's just they've blown so many top picks that they've had to cut or just release or whatever. One went to jail. Um, I mean, in that division – with with the Chargers as well as the KC Chiefs, and then you, I mean you, the Broncos uh, can't do worse than they did last year. I don't know. I I think that they should have just gone into a full rebuild.
1: Yeah, I mean Garoppolo, he he reconnects with McDaniel's. That's, I don't think I that think...
0: owner would let them though, because you know he's got to put asses in the seats in Vegas. But then it's also one of those things where it's like. You know, you're going to put asses in the seats regardless because it's Vegas, and every single weekend is the ultimate weekend for whoever's going to Vegas, and they're going to buy tickets to go to the Raiders regardless.
1: It's also the Raiders. I mean, it's not that far of a flight from Oakland, and that's one of the most. It is one of the most. Uh, I don't know what you want to say, faithful fan bases in yeah. all professional sports. I mean, they're loyal to a fault through all the bad years. Um, so they'll be there, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, the Broncos—they did sign uh, Mike McGlinchey away from San Francisco today, a five-year, eighty-seven and a half million-dollar deal to shore up that offensive line. They also signed Ben Jones, uh, the tackle from Baltimore, who's been a mainstay on that offensive line. So they're shoring up that offensive line for uh, for Russ. For Russ know, to blame, they can keep him up there. Yeah, for Russ when to he blame scrambles,
0: so. <laughs> when he scrambles, and the guys are supposed to just. To fucking hold their line in the opposite direction, yeah, that's what they did.
1: That's what they did. But you gotta, hey, listen, they they clearly saw an area of need, and I'm sure one of those receivers, whether it be Sutton or Hamlin or Judy, is going to be gone, um, and they're going to recoup some draft capital. Uh, Commanders gave Dayron Payne the largest defensive tackle deal outside of Aaron Donald, four years, ninety million. What did you think of that?
0: Good player. I don't know if he's worth that, but good player.
1: You know, my first thought was shit, what does this mean that the Giants are gonna give Dexter Lawrence?
0: Yeah. No, I mean the market's just every time. It's like the same thing as the quarterback market for D for DNs. Like But they're not the DNs. I know, that's These what's crazy. Big tackles. Tackle. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's a lot of money for, for a guy who's not gonna change your defense like it like an end would.
1: No, but you know what they are is, like, you can't run on either of them, both Lawrence and Payne. I mean, they just stop you. And they do get after the quarterback, which most of those nose guard D-tackles don't do.
0: Yep. No, I agree. You know? they get but they're it, they surrounded get
1: by a lot of talent, right? Like, is is Dexter Lawrence doing that if he doesn't have Leonard Williams and he doesn't have Aziz Ojolari and uh, Thibodeau? You know, if if he doesn't, if Payne doesn't have Chase Young and some of the other guys, yep. is he as effective?
0: No, I agree. I mean, I, I like the deal. I mean, wh- who's playing quarterback for Washington this year?
1: I see. I think they're going with Sam Howell.
0: Okay. Well, enjoy fourth place. Um, <laughs> moving on, the Falcons get Johnu Smith from the Patriots for seventh round pick. I, I mean, whatever. It is what it is.
1: So they're going to run their two tight end pairing of Johnny Smith and uh, Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah. It just really depends on who's throwing them the ball.
1: I can't. Do you, do you think Desmond Ritter is their opening day starting quarterback?
0: No, I find that hard to believe. He looked like he was uh, a few years away from being a few years away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're, they hold another top pick. I want to say seven this year, so they could certainly draft somebody if, if they want to. Um, A huge deal here. The 49ers gave Javon Hargrave four years and $84 million, another defensive tackle, getting absolutely paid. They took him away from the Eagles. It's a huge move for a Niners defense that's already really good.
0: Yeah, the rich are getting richer on this one.
1: And I love to see that the Eagles are getting poorer.
0: Well, yeah, Anytime for you, that's good.
1: I mean, we knew that they're going to start losing players the the way that they're contract situation was they weren't going to be able to afford a lot of people and another one they weren't able to afford was linebacker TJ Edwards who signs with the Bears for three years and 19 million and they also Edmonds
0: <laughs> Edmonds, excuse me yes I mean this Bears team this new GM I mean obviously it's all on paper but they also got Nate Davis it seems like and not to mention the trade that they made with DJ Moore and all those picks involved this is this guy is really making a name for himself
1: well, you know, he walks in last year, only has one draft, doesn't have a lot. I think the biggest thing that he did was he decided last week that they were going to commit to Justin Fields. And since then, they've been ultra-aggressive on the free agent market. Obviously, they make the trade with Carolina. They brought in Claypool at the trade deadline last year. I mean, they're they're trying to turn it around really fast, and I think it's very possible in that division, man.
0: Yep, no doubt about it.
1: And a, and a head-scratcher here, the Ravens released Calais Campbell.
0: Yeah, maybe the Eagles will pick him up. For you? I don't know what the deal is looking like. The Eagles need one now, right? Yep. It could be, depending on what the deal is looking like there. Um, trying Jets to think. or Giants? Jets could use him, I think. I mean, they're, they're, their interior defensive line could use, outside of Quentin Williams, could use a little something.
1: He knows Joe Douglas very well.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get that other thing out of the way. I'm not even going to say the
1: words. (laughs) (laughs) And he played for Wink Martindale with the Giants. So maybe look at those two teams as possibilities.
0: Absolutely. And that would be insurance for Lawrence if he leaves. I I mean, I don't know how many years he's going to play. but.
1: Uh, Yeah, he's kind of towards the tail end of his career, but he's still really productive.
0: Yep. No, it, it, I would love that if that if, if we could get this other little thing done, then the Jets would be looking good. I'm going to keep doing it, Sean, until we stop talking. I know about you them. are.
1: <laughs> I, 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 there's, I just can't believe it's not done yet. I mean, I everything in the – every fiber of my being was like, this is done by Sunday night. We're going to do an emergency pod if we have to over the weekend. We haven't done any of that. We're waiting on McAfee. He, he's going to get it. I think you're right.
0: Uh, Did McAfee, like, is that Aaron Rodgers' true love or something?
1: It seems to be his most trusted source. Like, what did he say on there before he went into the darkness retreat? He was like, I think Schefter and Rappaport are great at their jobs, but when it comes to me, they don't know shit. (laughs) It's like, all right. Okay.
0: All right, buddy. (laughs) We're going to find out. I mean, then again, there's there's three people in this party that could get it to Schefter, not just Rodgers. But, I mean, he does hold all the cards.
1: He does. He does, and I feel like he's really enjoying putting on a show. All right, let's move into some NBA uh, prior to getting off this podcast. Uh, Lawson in all the college football, and, or college football, all the college basketball and all of the golf and whatnot. The Knicks, Tom, we went from saying they're a juggernaut, they're on a nine-game winning streak too. they've had a little bit of a tough, tough going of it of late.
0: Yeah, I mean, since that Celtics game, that we were on the what was that March fifth that we were just lost our minds over especially me. Um, I mean the really the glaring one here is I mean it's only four games but we're looking at the a loss of the Hornets, a loss of the Hornets. I don't care. I'm checking who played, but just because I don't really remember. But I mean Randall played. So what what are we doing here? I mean, I just quickly has. Quickly needs to step up. I mean, we need more of what he did in that overtime game.
1: Yeah, that was a bad loss to the Hornets. It was like the ultimate trap game. It was like the one home game, and then you went out west. But you can't lose that because you got blitzed by Sacramento, and then you lost to a good Clipper team, but nice bounce back last night beating the Lakers in a a back-and-forth game.
0: Big time. And then we got the Blazers. That's a must-win, in my opinion. We got to get that one because we're facing the Nuggets following that.
1: Yeah. You know, this Brunson injury, do you know what the real deal is with him? He's. It says he's day-to-day with a foot injury. Right? Yeah.
0: No, I, I obviously don't, but it seems to be a little bit more than what they're alluding to, no?
1: I wasn't sure if any of the Bleacher Report stuff from the Knicks, any news broke about what it actually is. But, I mean, this is not something that you can sustain. Yeah, I, if, if he's out for an extended period of time, it's back to randall basketball which gives you you know obviously a lot of problems late in games
0: yeah it i mean you saw it even in the wins. like i said against the heat where he fumbled the bag but somehow scored it's just then the double comes and the guy doesn't know how to pass out of it and he starts to get into this sloppy sloppy ball hogness yeah
1: he does Uh, it's Quickly played well last night. Randall was great last night. When Randall
0: Um, runs the show, he is the definition of just telegraphing every move that he's going to make.
1: Yeah, but if he's on one of his heaters like he was last night shooting the ball, you you can win a lot of games that way. I think he had like 21 in the first quarter.
0: Yeah. No, you can win a lot of games that way against a lesser defense, but then when a smart team starts throwing doubles at him in weird spots and whatnot or laying off him on the three and forcing him to you know forcing him to either shoot or drive and he's not making it i mean again we've gone over it before this team's gonna live and die by randall especially when brunson's not in
1: yeah and that's the difference between a playoff series and obviously an isolated game in the regular season uh, yep. teams are scouting you every night um well, we're neck and neck, buddy, because the Nets had a very impressive win last night against the Denver Nuggets to improve to 5-1 and one in their last six. Bridges continues to go off. Dinwiddie had 16 assists yesterday. And, you know, I thought this team was dead to rights 10 days ago. They had that 28-point comeback against the Celtics, and it's been a completely different team since then.
0: Yeah, they got some moxie to them. I mean, they won that game in overtime the game before against Timberwolves. They step up when it's needed, and they gave the Bucks pretty much all that they could handle as well.
1: Which was really funny because we didn't play anybody. Yeah.
0: No, it's just I mean, one they of those didn't games. didn't have
1: Giannis, but we didn't play anybody.
0: Yep. No. I mean, the Nets, I'm, I'm hoping the Knicks can somehow overtake them, but the Nets are going to be a team that you you know nobody wants to see in the playoffs. I, that's such a cliche thing to say, but it is true.
1: You know, the Nets are so weird because as I watch more and more of them, They can do a lot of things matchup wise that will piss a lot of teams off and give teams fits because they have so many freaking wings. I mean, they went to small ball yesterday when Claxton was in foul trouble against Jokic and they had Finney Smith on Jokic and it was like Denver had no idea what the hell to do. Yeah. I mean, they had Cam Johnson switching, and they had, obviously, Bridges, who's a great defender, and Dinwiddie was giving some of the smaller guards, like Reggie Jackson, you know, absolute fits defensively. And then you got Harris finally knocking down threes, and Curry knocking down threes. They're a weird team, because no other team has this kind of roster construction.
0: Yeah, no, and then that's the thing is they're never going to win a lot of games with this, just because you have Embiid coming in there and beating the shit out of them in the playoffs or whatnot. But in a regular season, uh, you know, like you said, there's just no other team like them, where they're so switchable, especially with Claxton being an anchor in the middle. I do like this roster. They just need to clean it up a little bit for next year.
1: Yeah, they need they need to get a couple of the guys out, and they need like one more alpha in the backcourt. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler would be amazing. Yep. Uh, but I I will not count on that. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. They also picked up Nerwins Noel, who I like. He gives them some good minutes. He's very active.
0: Hell yeah. No, I, I I he's great for what he is, just a center off the bench. If if you don't expect anything more out of him, he's perfect.
1: Yeah. Play some good defense, take some charges, block some shots, I'll take it.
0: No doubt. All right, let's talk a little Western conference.
1: This conference is nuts.
0: Outside Absolutely. of Denver, hell yeah.
1: So we didn't talk about it yet, man. Kevin Durant gets hurt in warmups last week, and he's out for another three weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're hoping to get him back, basically, for the start of the first round of the playoffs. That's, that's a fucking blow and a half.
1: It really is. is. I mean, is everything
0: just coming up nuggets? Like, are we just going to end up... I mean, we've been dancing around, and I don't think either of us have really picked them to go to the to go to the finals. Is it just is it that type of year where everybody just lays down and it's just here's the one seed and everybody else kinda cannibalize each other?
1: I don't know because I got questions about Denver now having watched them against my team yesterday. I mean, they lost to the Spurs. They're during they're, they're in the midst of a four game losing streak and Murray, you know, his knee was cranky again yesterday. He didn't play the second half of that game. I don't know. I don't. I don't love them as much as I did. I mean, it's such a recency biased
0: league because we could come on here like we did with the Knicks last week and just gush about them, you know. And this week we're shitting on the Nuggets and then who knows? Jokic could go absolutely nuts. Murray could look just fine, and we're saying that the Nuggets are the the best team in the league again.
1: I still will say fuck continuity because Durant's shown that he, you can drop him into any situation. Yeah, he's he's the, the
0: ultimate fuck continuity guy because he is the definition of continuity. Well said. Yeah. Uh, no, it's still the Suns for me. Until you tell me that one of their big three players is not playing for the entire playoffs, it's still the Suns.
1: It's still the Suns, Clippers. but I think they're...
0: Clippers. <laughs>
1: they looked good against your Knicks the other day, man. They really did. Yeah,
0: but they're all they're all very more than any other team. They're health dependent. Um, Ken Kawhi and PG hold up for four for four playoff rounds?
1: Yeah, what are they doing with Westbrook?
0: Oh fuck him! I mean, Lou looks like he's already done with him. He's probably pissed they traded for or picked him up on the buyout.
1: Oh god, he's gonna be the, he is going to be the reason they don't get to where they want to be. Can't you see them up three one in a series and then? He tries to put the other team away in a game five, and before you know it, they're they're fighting their dicks off in a game seven to try (laughs) to advance.
0: Now, if you're up three to one in a series, you just you the you tell Russell Westbrook the time, and then the bus leaves a half hour earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, you just say like, oh, like when whenever you tell me, you know, the pods at ten thirty, and I'm thinking it's New York time. Be like, oh, sorry, we were on Texas time.
1: Yeah, well, I've been better with that, but now that of yeah, course, they can, you, yes, you have. They they can do that with Russ. It would probably be best for him, yeah, because uh, he he does scare me. Um, but you're right. So does their health. Um, you know, another team I think looking at is, I mean, what is what the hell is Dallas?
0: Dallas is done, and I said that last week on the last Monday. Run we had Dallas is done. They're 500. This this. There's just, Kyrie is a guy who you, like, you need a full, you need way more games than this. They're, they're not able to figure out your turn, my turn with him and Luka, two ball-dominant players. Um, and, and we thought it would look good because it's like, oh, Kyrie can kind of just go off when he wants to, but now he's just, it's like he's just scoring when they don't need him to. And it's, this team is done, bro. It's just over.
1: I know Simmons and Rissillo did their whole pod basically on them. I might feel the best about Sacramento as they're currently in the two seed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel it's it's. I don't know. I I can't, I can't commit to that. I love that team, but it's just Denver makes me feel better, and then obviously Phoenix and the Clippers too. I would put they're, the Kings fourth in my eyes.
1: They're tied with Memphis for the second, but they have percentage points ahead of We're them. We're
0: not even mentioning here. Memphis by the way.
1: There's no reason to. I don't think we have a large enough sample size that this team isn't great. We talked about him last week. Brandon Clark's now out with the Achilles. We we don't know about Ja and talking about him anymore is kind of irrelevant.
0: Yeah. They're and I think even great. I think even with a you know, I don't I was about to say a healthy Ja, but it's that's not the situation. Even with the Regular jaw, I, I I still don't trust this team.
1: You know, I watched Minnesota a little bit on Friday. They they are a good team.
0: Yeah, no, they. I mean, listen, when they play like a three guard lineup and they can move Edwards up to, you know, a forward position and and go small and then have Gobert as an anchor in the middle, I do really like that team. Uh, is it for me? My only question is: is do you? It's crazy because he's so talented but it's like do you just tell Carl Anthony Towns just like you're hurt for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird because I mean obviously it's so matchup dependent but when Gobert gets matchups that are favorable to him you you just like It's a rap. He's a stalwart. Yeah, it's over. Um but then and Vice Don Versa. Reed is really really good at his role as a backup center yep.
0: too. Sorry, is there a car alarm going off in the background? Can you hear that?
1: Oh, I sure can.
0: Yeah. Some piece of shit just every day around this time, their car alarm goes off.
1: I remember you saying that.
0: Yeah. It's just something we got to deal with. Um,
1: we'll fight through it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah. No, I think, honestly, man, Denver is probably the team you got to feel the best about. But I'm looking at Sacramento. I just think they're really, I think they probably know what they are better than a lot of these other teams.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. They've been the same team all year,
1: they shoot the hell out of the ball. They've got size with Sabonis. I mean, they they just th- their offense is absurd.
0: Yeah. No, and and Fox is just he's playing at like a second, first maybe team All NBA level. Sabonis has completely changed his career. He should give him half of his check.
1: He <laughs> probably should. I mean, you, it's such a weird trade where both sides, them and Indiana, really just it was perfect for both sides. Both it's a win win. Very rare. Very rare. Um, right now, gun to your head. Who's winning the West? Phoenix. Yeah, I'm taking that too.
0: Who's winning the East?
1: Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, I've been saying that. I changed my mind. <laughs> you know, I I, Welcome to the dark side. Yeah,
1: Milwaukee. I said Boston last week. I don't like what I've seen from Boston. They lost that Atlanta game the other night with Marcus Smart basically trying to kill Trey Young. Uh, they, they, they. they I, This is not just a dog days of the season, get me to the playoffs. They don't, they don't, you you don't have this kind of struggles when you're a team of their caliber.
0: Marcus Smart sucks.
1: (laughs) I know you hate him.
0: He's He is, on offense, he is Russell Westbrook. He just is very good at defense. So that keeps him on the court.
1: I would hate him more if Patrick Beverly didn't exist.
0: Hmm. That's but, a good because point.
1: Because he does, I hate Patrick Beverly so much that I feel like Marcus Smart's fine.
0: It's crazy though because Smart, it's like he'll miss a million shots and then he'll make the one that matters.
1: Yeah, and then he'll taunt you.
0: Yeah. No, of course, of course. I'm just talking. To, I'm talking about basketball, not not all the other bullshit. But he he is an extremely frustrating player.
1: But that's but that's part of it, right? Like he'll miss five straight shots. Brick three of them, airball another one, and then shoot with the irrational confidence and walk down the court on defense taunting the guy like, me, for giving him space.
0: Let me tell you, if the Celtics lose earlier this year, if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals, let me tell you, that's, that's my barometer for them or whatever where they should be. I think Smart gets traded. I think maybe they're looking for a new head coach this Ujiri talk is going to get big again in the offseason. It's going to be a blow up mode for them. Oh,
1: man, it's things just change so fast in the NBA. I can't tell you, you're crazy.
0: I'm just saying if they don't, if they lose in the second round, then there's going to be hell to pay. And honestly, the way Philly's playing, for me yeah. it's crazy because I have Milwaukee coming out of the out of the Eastern Conference, but if one of those two teams in Philly and Boston is not going to make it, and it's going to be huge. Because I think for both of those teams, missing the Eastern Conference Finals, at the very least, is a massive disappointment to the season.
1: I agree with you. I mean, I know we've talked about Philly, and like, oh, I don't really care what you do in the regular season. But every time we say that, it's like, oh, Embiid had another 50-piece, mm-hmm. and Harden had another 21 assists. And I don't know if you see. I mean <laughs> – I know how you feel about him, and you say fuck him, but Harden's been fucking ball. He has. He's been
0: incredible. He has. But if he doesn't make it out of the second round, it's a complete disappointment and none of it matters.
1: No, I'm with you. I think it's just – it's such a tough spot because I don't want to completely just dismiss them. No, they're there. They're right there. They're better than all of these other teams. Embiid –
0: and Embiid, listen, MVP talk, we'll get to it at the end of the year, but Embiid possibly grabbed the bull by the horns, hitting that game winner a couple games ago, and he still got Jokic in another matchup, so we'll have to see. He's been incredible. Uh, and Harden's been playing amazing too, but that we're not, you know, that team wasn't constructed to, to play well in the regular season.
1: You know, the thing that I was thinking about, just going back to the West for one quick second, is Phoenix in terms of their seeding. You know, I, I, because of the talent, I say just get there and you can beat anybody. But doesn't that sound like what we talked about with the Lakers the last couple of years or what we talked about with the Nets last year or two years ago? It's like, no, you, you don't want to have to play the Kings in the first round because no. you're the seventh seed.
0: Yep. No, I I think Phoenix, this is a real crossroads for them, and they, they need Chris Paul and Devin Booker to hold down the fort.
1: Yeah, Booker's been doing his part, but yeah, I mean, you know, you thought you were getting Durant like a week after that you made the trade, and now you don't have Bridges and you don't have Cam Johnson. I mean, those are two huge parts of what they were doing. Because remember, they were starting to play really well, even one even before the trade. Um, so now they're undermanned and they need like major step ups from Terrence Ross and T.J. Warren. We'll see if they can get it.
0: Yep. Now, what's really interesting for the West, too, I know it's so jumbled there, um, is the play-in tournament mm-hmm. as well. Because, you know, the Pelicans have really fallen out of it. And and it's like, I could see, if you told me the Blazers or the Pelicans or the Lakers somehow made it in there and, and canceled out the Jazz or the Mavs or or even the Warriors, I, even though they're at the sixth seed right now, I I wouldn't call you crazy either way.
1: No, I, I mean, here's the thing. In any of these hypothetical playing games, you wouldn't be shocked if Utah beat Dallas.
0: No, absolutely Mark not.
1: Has forty five, and you know, and Kyrie and Luka don't know what's going on, and they lose. You know, Utah beats them one hundred and thirty six to one thirty two.
0: Yep. No, I agree. But then the thing with the Mavericks is, I know I, I proclaim them dead. But in a playing game, after watching Luka in that game seven against Phoenix, it's like, this guy's got some balls in big games, and I would not pick against him.
1: You wouldn't pick against him, but I think that's what goes to show you just the parity in this conference is you wouldn't pick against him, but you would not be at all surprised if you saw the score and Utah had the win. No doubt. It's pretty wild, man. We got about 15 games left. Our teams are neck and neck with each other. That just further cements how big of a win that Knicks game was against the Nets two weeks ago. To make sure you get the season split.
0: Yep. Now we need it.
1: All right. Anything else going on, man?
0: Not really. I mean, we talked yesterday. It's cold and rainy over here, and I'm getting tired of it.
1: I don't blame you. That that sounds. You need you need spring, and you need it fast.
0: Absolutely, uh but we will be back tomorrow breaking down our brackets, the only brackets in the world that matter um yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything?
1: No, ready to do brackets, and uh the tournament's almost upon us,
0: yes, sir, all right, so everybody enjoy the night and we'll be talking to you tomorrow.
1: take care, everybody.